Here we go. You're listening to Law and Gospel on this Friday, May the 27th. It's an email Friday, which means we get emails from individuals and expressing concern. Today we got one about, well, it's entitled, A Pastoral Message on Abortion. Now, who's it from? Is it from a pastor? No, it's not. It's instead from the head of the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. She calls herself a presiding bishop, the Reverend Elizabeth A. Eaton. And so as soon as you see the title, A Pastoral Message on Abortion, you know what that reminded me of? When the devil came to Adam and Eve, would he have indicated his message, a divine message on eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Of course he would have said that because he twists scriptures to get Adam and Eve to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They're told that when they do that, they would die. And so the devil says, no, you won't. You'll become like God. And of course, that is the basis of all sin. All sin is the desire to become like God. And so whether or not it's a divine message from the devil or a pastoral message from a woman both are working with the demons, working with the devil. And so we want to take a look on this pastoral message on abortion uh, to show you how she twists the scriptures or doesn't even speak of the scriptures. She starts off with what sounds to be good. Our unity as Christians is through Jesus Christ, the one who embodies God's grace among us. Every day we dive into our baptism, through which God promises grace and mercy and draws us out to love and serve neighbors. Now, that's a real important beginning. We do not object to that statement. It is also part of the teaching of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, that we are to love and serve neighbors. But then, second paragraph, she says, yet there are times when even in our unity, we do not agree. Now, now wait a minute. How can you have an ag- uh, a unity with disagreement? Doesn't that make any sense to any of us? Once you are in disagreement over teachings of the Christian church, you are no longer in unity. She continues, The people of this church and this country have various and perhaps contrasting responses to the Supreme Court's leaked draft opinion on abortion. 
Now, she's referring to the fact that the Supreme Court, someone has indicated against the privacy of the court that they may be coming out against Roe v. Wade. Now, that in and of itself is a horrible situation that the Supreme Court, their rulings are known before they are made. At any rate, she says there may be contrasting responses to the Supreme Court's leaked draft opinion. Regardless of where each of us stands on the issue, the ELCA's 1991 social statement on abortion speaks to all of us. So let's take a look what the devil wants us to listen to. In the social statement, she writes, this church holds both women and developing life in the womb as neighbors. This church declares that any person who has become unexpectedly pregnant has moral agency to discern what to do. And this decision-making usually happens in a community. Not only the person who is pregnant, but with God, family, partners, friends, daughters, and pastors. Now, I find that very interesting that she includes in that family. And there are many families who are quite embarrassed to have their daughter become pregnant out of wedlock, and they would be urging her to have an abortion. She also mentions partners. Now, the word partner is simply two people who are committing adultery or fornication. And they're supposed to be with God in making a decision. Notice the person who is pregnant really ought to be talking just with God. Now, family, friends, doctors, and pastors who are properly Christian can be helpful. Like I have had women come to me pregnant out of wedlock, and we work things out so they're taken care of during the pregnancy, and they can also have the child adopted if they don't want the child afterwards, but you don't murder the child. Any family, partner, friend, doctor, or pastor who says that is working with the devil. So, she continues, while this church longs for a future with fewer abortions every year, the social statement points out that outlawing all or nearly all abortions is not the way to do this. The ALCA opposes both the lack of regulation of abortion and legislation that would outlaw abortion in all circumstances. Now, I don't know if this reminds you of World War II, but that was the attitude on the part of many Germans against Jews. 
the church really did long for a time when Jews would not be put to death. But according to Nazi propaganda, they also opposed the lack of regulation of killing Jews and legislation that would allow the killing of Jews in all circumstances. In other words, they were not given proper trials. And the Nuremberg Council afterwards put Nazi leaders to death because of their murderous ways. Going back to this woman's demonic message, this church's social teaching states that abortion must be legal, regulated, and accessible. People who choose to have legal abortions should not be harassed or prevented from accessing abortion due to economic or other factors. Now, obviously, this woman is not a pastor because she doesn't understand what really happens in congregations and that pastors can very much help those who are in situations due to economic or other factors. God always has a way out of abortion. Now, she really makes a point that therefore abortion must be legal, regulated, and accessible. That, that's like saying that pedophiles and what they do must be legal, regulated, and accessible. Because there are a number of instances where an older man gets a younger woman pregnant, even with her permission. They have a love relationship, they think, which is really an improper relationship. And therefore, because this pedophile doesn't want to be made known, he encourages his partner to have an abortion. And therefore, according to Elka, she should not be prevented from accessing abortion, even though it's the murder of a neighbor. Now, this so-called woman leader, I recognize that the leaked court draft does not represent the Supreme Court's ruling in its final form. Nevertheless, it contradicts this church's teaching. Now, isn't that interesting? She has no idea what the final form is going to be, but jumps to the conclusion that it will contradict the church's teaching. We're reminded again of Satan talking to Adam and Eve. It really doesn't matter what he's going to say. But from his point of view, how Adam and Eve is going to argue with him, he says is contradicting divine teaching. This is so mixed up. She continues, 
this church teaches that abortion and reproductive health care, including contraception, must be legal and accessible. But it also teaches that as a society and as a church, we must continuously strive to mitigate the factors that make it difficult to bear, raise, and nurture children. Lack of affordable health care, affordable child care, paid sick time, paid parental leave, high student debt, and compensation that is inequitable based especially on gender or race. See, we're now getting into a similar problem that we're having at some universities in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, where politics and race relations are more important than the Word of God. I've never been in a situation as a pastor where confronted with the position of an unwed mother to raise and nurture children, that the lack of affordable care is not taken care of. Affordable child care can be taken care of. High student debt. Now get that. The student has great debt in regard to their college, and that becomes a reason to murder a baby. And here's the good one. Compensation that is inequitable based especially on gender or race. Now, that's a false view. Many women do not make as much as a man does because of two reasons. They may have children at home that they have to take care of, or they may become pregnant and unable to continue to work. So therefore, a man is expected to be at work each and every day. And under the circumstances of being male, he is able to continue with his job. So all of the reasons she gives, a proper pastor can overcome. There are resources, and I have never been in a situation where I finally say, oh, well, your only option is to murder your baby. That's the good option. That never is. She continues. Now she gets into politics even more. I urge you to work locally to moderate any Supreme Court decision similar to the leaked draft. Not only would such a decision cause grave harm for many people with unexpected pregnancies, but it could create other problems as well. Notice there's something she's not mentioning at all, and that's a grave harm to the children in the womb. With the Supreme Court still okaying Roe v. Wade, there's great harm 
to your children in the womb. She doesn't mention that at all. I've never really understood why on YouTube or some other channel, you see a video of how a child is aborted. I won't get into the details, but they're horrendous. And we're now at a point where these so-called women pastors have no problem in causing pain for their children as they are killed in the womb. She says, it has the potential to foster communities of conflict and moral policy, policing rather than complex moral discernment. Oh yeah, that's, that's good. So why, why don't we stop the police from arresting people for traffic crimes, for robbing banks, etc. Because all you have to do is turn on YouTube and watch as police pull over people who have been in the crime. First of all, they don't stop. Second of all, they're very dangerous in driving on the highway. And third, when they stop, they just begin lying. One lie after the other. And that fosters communities of conflict and moral policy. We know how much many people hate the police. When we regard them as God's representatives for us to keep order. She goes on. It will likely, if they keep Roe v. Wade, endanger or cause the deaths of people who need an abortion. What? There is absolutely no evidence at this time that doctors have to do an abortion to keep a woman alive. Occasionally you get in a situation where either one or the other is going to die if they come to full pregnancy. But I never experienced that at all, and I've talked to doctors who say that that's back in the past. This does not endanger the death of people who need an abortion. But by not overturning Roe v. Wade, it definitely endangers the death of people in the womb. And the legal basis established by any such decision threatens people's access to birth control, same-sex marriage, voting rights, and their right to privacy. Oh, so now we also know uh, another position of the ELCA, same-sex marriage. You can attend an ELCA congregation where they have two male pastors who are married. That, again, is a message from the demons, from Satan himself, because marriage is only to be done between a male and a female, but not in Elka. Any ruling similar to the leaked draft 
will spend 50 years of legal precedent in our nation and damage the health and well-being of many. See how she just forgets all about the people in the womb? She's instead talking about many women who get pregnant because of fornication. What do you expect when you have a sinful relationship? God makes it very clear in the book of Proverbs that there will always be negative consequences. But he also makes clear that for believers, those negative consequences can be overcome. She says, the prospect is daunting. As Christians, we persevere in hope. You know, that's the kind of hope that Adam and Eve had when they listened to the devil. We can become like God. She says, we must continue to be bold in our prayers and in our public witness for a more just society that cherishes and guarantees the dignity of all. Now, how can she write that when she doesn't believe in the dignity of babies in the womb? And then, of course, uses a Bible verse, Romans 15. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That has absolutely nothing to do with abortion. It talks about the hope you have in light of the fact that God will provide a way of escape and comfort. Connected with this email is one from a pastor, Tom Brock, B-R-O-C-K. He's a former member of the ELCA no longer a member, as you will figure out. But he oversees a television ministry in Minnesota, the Christian Post. And he denounces the Eaton pastoral message. He says, Bishop Eaton is forgetting the many unborn children whose lives would be saved from the destruction of abortion. Eaton's statement barely mentions the unborn child, stated Brock. Thou shalt not kill is nowhere to be found in Eaton's pastoral letter. I believe Jesus, who said, Inasmuch as you do it to the least of these, my brethren, you do it unto me. Jesus is grieving over what the Elka has become, an advocate for Roe v. Wade, which has killed since 1973. Do you know how many children? 62 million unborn children. Wow. Although... Politico admits that the draft opinion was not necessarily the final decision. 
it was leaked out that Roe v. Wade could be overturned. And guess what? And this is from Pastor Tom Brock. The report sparked numerous protests and several acts of vandalism against churches and pro-life pregnancy health centers. This is why we need the police. Because once the devil gets in the minds of people, once they begin to believe that the murder of children can be God's will, we need to have a way to protect churches as well as pro-abortion centers from vandalism and even attacks on the person. This is why Jesus says, Blessed are those who are persecuted for my sake, for theirs is the kingdom of God. A Christian who does not take a stand on the Bible will never be persecuted for the sake of Jesus. But when you read the Bible and recognize that abortion is just as bad an item as is, say, evolution, or that Jesus did not die on the cross or be raised from the dead for your salvation, then this is the way of the devil, saying things that are entirely inappropriate. We need strong pastors, courageous pastors, who are willing to speak out against the murder of children, but are also willing to help those in situations where they seem to have no hope. Because the Bible is clear that God will provide a way of hope for everyone who is a believer, and all things will work out to your good as you continue to follow God's will. I'm Tom Baker, and once more we see an article that is absolutely contrary to the distinctions between law and gospel, where some woman takes it upon herself to be God, and like the devil, encourages you to sin. I'm Tom Baker. Monday on Law and Gospel, God bless. Listen to Law and Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your checkout to Law and Gospel and mail to Law and Gospel P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132, or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.